Welcome, Wildcats, to another edition of the Weber State Weekly Game Day Show. I'm your host, AC, and I'm happy, as always, to be joined by my partner in crime, Dustin Chappie Chapman. Let's go get ourselves a rivalry win today. A rivalry rivalry win, he says. That's right. Chappie's calling the rivalry win. So we got a big show today. We're going to be talking about the NAU game, the Hale Malone. We're going to be talking about a few different points of news that happened in between the NAU game and today. And then we're going to be breaking down the SUU game. What's going to be happening with this big game, this rivalry game, the Beehive Bowl today. And then we're going to fly around the sky and take a look at what's going on around Big Sky football and FCS football. And we're going to make some picks for you. First, we want to remind you to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can listen to us on WeberStateWeekly.com. We're also on Apple Pods, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please subscribe to us, rate, review, and help us get into the ears of as many people, as many Wildcat fans as possible. Also want to remind you to please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We're very active on Twitter and Instagram, especially Twitter on game days. And that's the best place to interact with the Weber state weekly team as well. So go follow us at Weber state weekly. And also you can send us an email. You can get to us at info at Weber If you've got an idea for a segment, if you've got any feedback for us, any ideas for us, we'd love to hear from you. Or if you just want to drop us a line, see how we're doing. We accept those as well. All right, and before we get started today, we also want to give a shout out to our sponsor, WildcatRack.com, where you can find all your officially licensed Weber State gear. It's locally owned and operated by people who live in Weber County and love the purple and white just as much as you and I. WildcatRack.com, check them out. You won't regret it. All right, Chappie, let's get to the NAU game. We, We dropped a blog earlier this week, Chappie, that you wrote talking about how NAU was a landmark moment for the fan base. Huge game, had the hail Malone. I got to know, though, Chappie, I got to know, did it go according to your expectations? No, no, absolutely not. It didn't. (laughs) I mean, I I, I did not expect it to come down to a last-second Hail Mary pass, no. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? I said prior to the game there was going to be two touchdown victory. I said 10 to 14 points. And then I finally ended up settling. I think the score I predicted was 31-17. So really, I wasn't too far off, right? But um, it was was an interesting game. And probably we should have learned from history that it's just going to be close. When Weber State and NAU line up, it's going to be close. So, you know, uh, maybe that's my – I'm a history major. You'd think I'd learn from these things. Apparently not. So, NAU just reminding everyone in Wildcat Nation why they are the pebble in Weber State shoe, why they, they're they so pesky and so difficult to go down against. So, I got to know about that final play, though, the Hail Malone that's going to go down in Weber State lore – What's good, Chappie? Randall Johnson rolls out to his right. He throws this ball a mile in the air. What's going through your mind? Yeah. So let's go back a, a minute before that. Number one, I, I was I was mad. Like I'm sitting in the stands, just fuming. Right. Like we get the ball at the 50 yard line, fortunately, and I'm like, great. We got we got a couple plays. Let's drive, kick a field goal. We can win this. You know, we can do this. And then, of course didn't go that way. We felt like we kind of wasted time on a couple of plays and got down to where we had two seconds left. And I mean, I am, 
I am fuming mad. I mean, and, and those who know me, I am not a, I'm, I tend to be a pretty even kill person. I mean, I was, I was sitting there arms folded, just like mad at the world. <laughs> okay. And, and I'm like, all right, well, that was a fun season, you know? And, and as I talked about my blog post, those, those landmark moments, like the implications of that game is what made that a landmark moment. I mean, Weber state loses that game. Uh, we'll talk about some rankings a little bit later, but they're in trouble. You know, we're, we are playing, we are in a spot where we are playing for playoff seating and positioning and losing that game would have been very, very, very bad for Weber state in that regard. And so going into that last play, I was fuming. And then, you know, the play happens, uh, I'm watching it. And, and the fun thing to me was I was sitting on the East side and, and it was fun because you could hear, uh, excuse me, I was sitting on the West side. You could hear the fans on the East side erupt like a split second before everybody else did. Right. They were the first ones that saw it. AC, I think you were actually down in the corner down there. I, I could hear that little section of the stadium start to erupt for about a half second before the players started celebrating. And then it came over to the West side where we all started celebrating and it was something else. I mean, that was, that was wild. I have never seen that in person and don't know that I ever will. Yeah, that was just, it was nuts, man. I, I told Colby on the, uh, the post game show that I've, I've been to a lot of football games. I love going to football games. I've watched a lot of football. I don't know if I've seen a game in person with a better ending. So it was just, it was a phenomenal ending. And it was something that I just, I never expected. I didn't expect it at all because I mean, it's like Weber State kept catching these breaks. You know, they end up getting the ball at the 50 yard line with 17 seconds left and they got a timeout. I, I kind of had the same thought process that you had. And I was thinking, you know, they can throw it over the middle, 15 yards over the middle. And all of a sudden you got a 52 yard field goal. It's not ideal, but you know, you call a timeout and you can make something happen. I was not expecting everything to be, you know, coming down to this hail Mary. And even if it does come down to hail Mary, I mean, what are the chances? What are the chances it actually pans out? Well, and you're at the 50 yard line too. I mean, that's a good throw for any quarterback, you know, throwing it 50, 60 yards. I mean, that's a long throw. So it, that, that was part of it too, as I'm like, when we're too far away for this to even matter. I mean, are we going to do hook and ladder? Are we going to do kind of do tr something tricky here. And, and so, yeah, it, it was, it was as improbable a win as I have ever seen. Yeah, it was, it was incredible. Honestly, those two plays leading up to the hail Mary, um, they didn't inspire a lot of confidence that something was going to happen on that final play. There was an incomplete pass down on the sideline. And then there was a play where Randall Johnson just barely escaped a sack by throwing it away. And then I'll tell you what, he's got an arm. He has a cannon for an arm because he threw that ball about 60 yards in the air. I haven't done the exact math, but it was approximately 60 yards in the air. And I mean, it, it just landed in Justin Malone's arms. And I was sitting in, Forgive me. I don't know this Stewart Stadium layout perfectly. I think I was in section O, so I wasn't in the the section in the corner. I was in the one just in, and I was maybe, I don't know, 10-ish rows up. I had a great angle of it. I saw the ball land in Justin's arms, and I'll tell you what, just everybody around me, you know, going crazy, freaking out, and it was a surreal ending. 
to a very fun game. Weber State probably shouldn't have gotten to that point. You know, there were a couple of turnovers deep in opponent territory where Weber State was, you know, charging. They were, it looked like they were going to score on a couple of different occasions. They weren't able to do so. But, I mean, bottom line, Weber State escapes escapes the 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 grasp of the lumberjacks they they escaped the loss the potential defeat from nau they leave stewart stadium three and oh undefeated in big sky play they still have they're still in the driver's seat for the big sky conference championship and at the end of the day that's what it all boils down to is getting that big sky conference championship so before we get to the game today against SUU, a couple of big things have happened in, in this last week, Chappie, in, in between the NAU game and today. So first off, the very first thing that comes to mind is Cal Poly, Big Sky opponent, Big Sky Conference member, who Weber State was supposed to play in the second week of the season. That game ended up getting pushed back to April 17th. But Cal Poly, after getting beaten by a couple of basketball scores, ended up canceling their season. So, Chappie, my my question to you, with Poly out, how does this impact Weber State? Yeah, so we talked a lot about this earlier in the week uh, internally amongst ourselves, amongst the, the Weber State Weekly crew. And we had a lot of questions, you know, like, do they need to schedule another game in order to get into the playoffs? Do they do they need to to win a conference championship? Um how does all this work? And, and lo and behold, we, we did find some information that showed that uh, they only need four games to, to qualify for a playoff spot. So uh, it's unlikely, I guess, that they're going to schedule another game. You know, we were going, we were going through opponents like, dude, how about Dixie? Is Dixie available? Is, you know, is Idaho or Iwu available? Like who can we play that last week to replace Polly to make sure that we have enough games to get in? Um, so it doesn't look like we need that, but to me, uh, the bigger thing is I did think it does affect Weber state because we have not played well coming off of bye weeks. And if we don't have a game against Polly that last week of the season, we have a bye week and then we're going to go straight into the playoffs and with a, you know, losing in the playoffs is always a possibility, but in a shortened playoff, there's one less round. Okay, so it's not like you're playing somebody that's 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 not a top ten team. You're going to be playing top teams immediately. So so yes, I, I do think that it affects Weber State uh, and potentially affects them negatively. So obviously, there's the bye week, you know, the the voodoo surrounding that and Weber State. I think it impacts the Wildcats in a different way, though. I don't know if they're going to end up scheduling another game. Uh, I think there are a couple of different options out there for them to schedule another game. But I think that Weber State at this point in the season with how things have gone, where you've had close wins against Davis, another close win against NAU, Weber State hasn't won in an impressing fashion with the exception of Idaho state, but against Idaho state, I don't think people look at that. People look at Weber state beating Idaho state by four touchdowns and they say, well, that's what they should have done. It's not something that jumps off the page. And so I think that Weber state needs another game to show off. I think Weber state needs another game so that they can get some style points for the committee. And that leads me to my next point. Earlier this week on Thursday night, I believe it was, the FCS playoff committee came out with their rankings. Weber State is hit and miss across all these rankings. We've seen Weber State anywhere between number two 
in the coaches poll. We've seen them down at number three. They've been receiving first place votes, but the FCS playoff committee, the one ranking that really matters right now, Weber State came in at number six. JMU was number one, North Dakota State, number two, followed by South Dakota State, Sam Houston, North Dakota, and then Weber State came in at number six. Chappie, can I get your thoughts on the initial FCS playoff committee rankings? Yeah, I see both sides of this. I mean, honestly, JMU and NDSU are getting more benefit of the doubt than Weber State is. And, and really, they should. I mean, look, they, they've, they've been to the top of the hill. We haven't, you know, they, they've won titles. We haven't, we haven't quite earned, you know, what do you call them? Basketball, the, the star treatment. We haven't earned star treatment yet, but I do think it's wildly inconsistent. You know uh, what I'm, what I learned the more and more that I become a fan of FCS football is that, you know, you hear all the time about East coast media bias in in general sports, it feels like there's a, a Midwest media bias in, in FCS football with the Valley teams. I mean, and the problem is you're not playing any out of conference games really to be able to gauge that, you know, so you're just going off that. I mean, to me in 2019, the big sky had a lot of ranked teams. We had a lot of really good teams. Um, and now we don't. And of course, a lot of the teams that were ranked are not playing, but you know, UC Davis was a good team. <laughs> I even thought Idaho state looked good. Um, NAU was good. You know, I, I guess I feel like the Valley schools are certainly getting more benefit of the doubt. And as a result, so is, is NDSU and, and SDSU and North Dakota. Uh, JMU has not looked great. Frankly, they, they have not looked great at all uh, with the exception last Saturday, which they did. Uh, but an NDSU lost a game and then two weeks later had a one touchdown game. So it's not like they are all world beaters too, but they, definitely seem to be getting more benefit of the doubt than Weber state is apparently with the playoff committee. So by way of clarification, I, I misspoke Weber state is not number six, but the way it's listed, it kind of makes it look like it. So they're actually tied for fifth with North Dakota, but North Dakota is listed higher on the list. So apologies. Weber state is tied for fifth. Weber state does have a victory over another top 10 team. UC Davis came in at number nine. So Weber state undefeated ranked below or with, or equal to three teams that have losses in North Dakota state, South Dakota state and North Dakota. So my opinion on this whole thing, my take is that it, it seems harsh. It seems harsh. Maybe dropping Weber State to four or, you know, maybe a clear cut five rather than a tie for five. But, I mean, at the end of the day, they're looking for style points. And right now, Weber State doesn't have very many. They don't have very many. And as of right now, this recording, they've got two more chances to try to make something happen. And so, I mean, the bottom line, they've Weber State has to win against SUU has to win against Idaho state at Stewart stadium. Big. It's gotta be room, room foot on the pedal, all gas, no breaks all day. And honestly, they, they need to be winning both of these games by probably four plus touchdowns again. 
And so, I mean, you like to see sportsmanship or whatever, but at this point where your team's coming in number three, or excuse me, number five at three and O and you only have two more games left and neither one of these, I, I think people will look at these. And even if Weber state does win big, it's you're in such a tough spot because neither of these opponents are opponents that are going to push the needle. And so Weber State just has to come out and you've got to just, you know, pedal to the metal and run both of these teams off the field to try to get some style points with the committee. Yeah, I agree there. I I just, I'm uncertain that they're going to do that to anybody. I don't know if they're going to be able to, you know, we've got uh, a quarterback with a, with a broken hand on his non-throwing hand and, and he's a freshman and we've got another guy coming in that hasn't played ball for a couple of years in Randall Johnson. And he's trying to get his legs under him. So I don't necessarily see it happening. And that that's to me, that's kind of what sucks. I mean, it might be, might be a longer road to Frisco than, than wildcat fans would, would like. A longer and potentially much tougher uh, road to Frisco than Wildcat fans would like or would maybe maybe even expect just a matter of, you know, two, three weeks ago when Weber State was ranked number two and receiving a whole bunch, uh, a, a, a host of number one votes in the polls. So that leads us to today's game, big game down in Cedar City against rival, non-rival SUU. Jay Hill spoke to the media earlier this week about what you were just mentioning, Chappie, the quarterback situation. It's looking like Randall Johnson might potentially be the starter today, but Jay Hill spoke to the media about that situation with Randall Johnson. There were things that we had schemed for that uh, we didn't necessarily take advantage of in either half. And that's something that Randall, has got to continue to get better at is he doesn't have to score a touchdown on every play. Um, his job is to go in there and distribute the ball to the playmakers and let them make the big plays. And that doesn't mean he's not going to chuck the ball down the field or, you know, go through his reads and all that stuff. But I, I felt like in the first half, he was basically all or nothing. And um, you just can't play quarterback that way. You got to be able to take what they give you distribute the ball to your playmakers. And uh, in the second half, you know, one of our big playmakers, obviously Josh Davis, and we felt like we need to feed him a little bit more and uh, it was working. So Chappie, what did you think about what Jay Hill had to say about Randall Johnson and his game again as against NAU? Yeah. Uh, Coach Hill was optimistic. You know, it, that was definitely an optimistic sounding clip from Coach Hill. And, and, and we, we're not going to play the audio, but even later on uh, he mentioned you know, how much Randall Johnson and, and potentially how they've planned for Randall to maybe start today. And, and if Bronson's cleared, he'll be able to play. And and, and they even had uh, Barry take some snaps, you know, so it sounds like they're planning for all scenarios at this point. But uh, to me, uh, you know, kind of typical Jay Hill, he's very, very pragmatic. He saw things that need to be improved, but saw a lot of things that he also liked. Yeah, I felt like at times Randall Johnson was holding on to the ball a little bit, uh, waiting for something to develop. And I mean, we saw he's got an absolute cannon for an arm and it kind of feels like he's waiting for something to develop downfield. And that takes a little bit of time. So, I mean, that's what we saw against NAU. And again, from that interview with uh, with Jay Hill in midweek, 
it sounds like that's probably the guy we're going to be seeing today against SUU. Jay Hill also had some thoughts on Southern Utah's quarterback, a guy that's leading the conference in passer efficiency and passing yards, I believe, Justin Miller. Well, he gets the ball out on time. He does a good job of surveying the field before the ball's even snapped, and he's usually going to the right place with the ball. Uh, He's very accurate right now. Um, and he's very poised in the pocket. So, I mean, he's, he's playing well at high level. Uh, hence the reason why he's leading the conference in pass efficiency right now. So Justin Miller, uh, a threat on every single passing play to make something big happen. Chappie, how do you feel about this matchup between Justin Miller and the Weber State secondary? Kind of a strength on strength type feel to it. It's definitely going to be a strength on strength, and it's – his propensity, his, his ability is why I think that we're not going to see Weber state win by four touchdowns. You know, our, our, our secondary is good, but he's good too. They're going to score their points. We're, we're going to be a place in a place where we have to score more. And if you look at SUU's other games they've played this year, I mean, it's a, it's an incredible stat. They've, they have lost their three games that they have lost. They have lost by a combined total of four points two one-point games and one two-point game. So how insane is that? That That is just absolutely mind-boggling that a team can, can lose that many games that close. In addition, two of those games have been lost on the final play of the game. So against NAU, NAU had kind of a scramble play out to the left where they tossed it into the end zone from just a couple yards away, and that was a buzzer beater. And then against Idaho just this last week, SU lost 33 to 32. Idaho scored a play, uh, scored a touchdown with, I believe, seven seconds on the clock to put the Thunderbirds away. So, I mean, this team is just a matter of seconds away from potentially being four and oh on the season. They're a lot better than what their record indicates it would seem. Chappie, you've been around Weber State and Ogden for a long time. You've been around this rivalry, non-rivalry, whatever you want to call it. For a long time, I want to know what do you think that this game means? What does the Beehive Bowl mean to Weber State? Well, it means a lot because there have been a lot of memorable games. You know, I remember homecoming. I don't want to know, tell you what year it was, but I mean, they came into Stewart Stadium a few years ago and curb stomped Weber. I think it was 2017. I think it was the same year that we went down there and beat them in the playoffs. They, they curb stomped us and it was a big crowd and they had a lot of people there. And, and that's what's fun. You know, th- this game is fun because there's going to be a good group of us down in Cedar City on Saturday, you know, and when they play in Ogden, there's a good group of SUU fans it, that that creates a, a bigger environment. So because there have been big games, you know, that 2017 season where they beat us pretty good at home and then we went down there and beat them in the playoffs. And the year before, uh, I think we came, we, we scored 23 unanswered points in the final eight minutes to, to win the game in very improbable fashion. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, that, that's where rivalries are formed. I mean, now, you know, we've kind of dominated in, in recent times mostly, but, but, but that's okay. I mean, it, that's, that's what it is. It's probably going to become less of a rivalry as time goes on with them moving to the whack, but, but it'll still be there. We'll still play them. So it is a big game. I think that this year, potentially has a little bit more juice to it than 
in years past uh, than your average beehive bowl game. And that's because Weber state has a lot on the line. They know that they have to prove something. And the only way that they have to prove it is by playing SUU and Idaho state. And so Weber state knows they got to come out and they got to score a lot of points. They got to win a big game. SUU on the other hand is probably looking at this and saying, you know what, we're better than a one in three record. What better way do we have to prove it than by going out and beating a top five team in the nation who also happens to be our primary rival. So I think that there's going to be, there's no lack for narratives in this one. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. How are you feeling about this game, Chappie? We'll get to predictions later, but just gut feeling about this game. What's going on in your mind? I'm nervous. I mean, it, it, that's, that's the easiest thing to say. I, Weber has not, they have used the runway that they built to take off this season by starting a freshman QB and knowing they had some things to prove they've, they've used it to the max, you know? So uh, I am, I I'm nervous. I, I don't, I, I think we're going to win this game, but it's not, it's, it's going to be close. I, I don't think it's going to be a, a blowout by any means. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little nervous about the play. I mean, you're think about your rival. If you know any of us that played sports at the lower levels, you know, when, when you're not good, there's, there's nothing more fun. Uh, if you, knowing you're not going to go to the playoffs than than spoiling it for your rivals, the guys that you, you, you know, you, you dislike. So, I mean, there, there's that factor and it's, it's going to be an interesting one. I'll say that I'm not feeling particularly confident that they're going to do enough to impress the FCS committee. Uh, the, the, the playoff committee that is um, the offense at times against NAU looked stagnant. And I almost wonder if that, that might be a little bit too high of praise saying that they were stagnant. Um, they just, they didn't look good at times. The first two drives were amazing, but then after that, it, they, they really struggled at times. It, it got one dimensional where the offense was relying solely on Josh Davis. And you know what? He came through, but is that enough to really push the needle and, and help you climb the rankings to help this team get to where they want to go and where they expect to go this year? I've got a hard time believing that. I, I feel like the Wildcats are going to win. I just don't think that it's going to be uh, the barn burner that Weber State needs it to be. No, and you're absolutely right. I mean, you, they definitely simplified the offense in the second half for Randall Johnson, right? By, by running more running plays and by making more quick read passes. But that first half, he, he, he held the ball for a long time <laughs> and, and got five sacks as a result. And, and a lot of it too, and maybe it's us overreacting to it, but you know, they had chances to put that game away twice in the, in, in, in the second half and didn't do it. So maybe that's the thing. I mean, they just need to finish. And if they finish, what they, what they could have done and not had late fumbles, late in drives. Maybe we're all feeling a little bit better about this, but, but they haven't, you know, it's been close games and that's, that's what they've played. So that's what we're coming to expect. One thing I I'd like to say though, about the offense is that Randall Johnson does give you the ability to create a few new wrinkles. There's an RPO mix in the game. There's, there's some read option in the game. And I don't think that you get that with Bronson Barron in it quarterback. So I think that there are some new wrinkles in the offense. I think that that could potentially cause some confusion for SUU. Um, I'm hoping that we can see a little bit more fluid of an offense with Randall Johnson getting, you know, all the snaps and getting a little bit more reps with the ones uh, than maybe he has in weeks past. But 
at the end of the day, we we got to see it out on the field. And, and right now, I don't think that I saw enough in the NAU game to really feel confident in this offense. Yeah, and you can see that the talent was there for Randall Johnson. It just felt like he he just needed more time, right? And and not more time in the pocket. He was taking too long in the pocket. He needed he needs more time to know. It, it felt like as soon as the first read was there, he was not he was either struggling to find that second read or to know where it was to go or who it was. And then he was trying to step up in the pocket and then he couldn't decide whether to run or whether to keep looking downfield. And so, yeah, uh, the, the tools are there. He can be good. It just felt like he needed some more reps. Totally agree that the talent is there. We saw, you know, he made a, a few long passes, not just the Hale Malone, but he had the 44 yard pass to Rashid Shahid as well. That was, that was right there, right on the money. Uh, he's got the running ability, he's shifty, he's big. So the talent is there. The tools are there. And Wildcat Nation is hoping and praying that he shows up and shows the best version of himself today against SUU. Chappie, let's wrap things up by flying around the sky, taking a look at big sky football. We got a big game in the gem state, Chappie. The battle for King Spud. Idaho is going to Idaho State, the Dome. Battle of the Domes, as it were. Uh, We got the Vandals at the Bengals. What do you think is going to go down in Idaho? I've, I've been impressed with ISU from week one you know, when they played it tight against Eastern Washington, of course, Idaho beat Eastern Washington. Uh, I, I like the Bengals. I love what Rob Fennessy has going there. Uh, I think Vanderwall has, has progressed through the season and become a good, uh, a much better quarterback. And he was good when we played him. So uh, Idaho outside of that Eastern Washington game has been less than spectacular. So uh, potentially in an upset pick here, I'm, I'm going with Idaho state in this one. I'm on the fence, even to this very moment. I'm just, I'm on the fence. So I'll, I'll procrastinate my answer by saying, if you don't know what King Spud is, please go do your research on King Spud. It's an amazing story and it needs to be brought back. It does. It absolutely needs to be brought back. One of the best rivalry trophies in sports. That said, I, I agree that I've been pleasantly surprised with Idaho state. I think that their quarterback has been really good this year. Vanderwald's got a big arm. They've got uh, some good receivers around him, good weapons around him. I think that Idaho's defense is going to be too much for Idaho state. I think it'll be a close game, very close game. I think the Vandals are going to win though. Next up, we've got potentially the big sky game of the week, Eastern Washington heading down south to Davis to take on the Aggies, the number nine ranked UC Davis Aggies. Eastern Washington been scoring a lot of points. UC Davis has a stout defense. What's going to happen in this one, Chappie? Uh, selfishly, I want UC Davis to win. <laughs> so uh, the, the better we've been saying it since we beat them, the better they play, the better they do, the better it looks for Weber State. That is the resume builder that could be the saving grace of of Weber State's season would be to have UC Davis, you know, went out and finished ranked top five ish, you know, five, six, seven. That would be the best case scenario. So uh, selfishly, I'm going to say Davis, while acknowledging that Ewu has been playing pretty angry football since they lost to Idaho and they've been on a tear. They have been. Um, Eastern and Davis, this is probably a playoff elimination game. It absolutely Losers is out. 
Yes, it, it 100%. I don't think the Big Sky is going to get three teams in. And so, yes, I do believe this is an elimination game. So your your three teams in contention from the Big Sky right now are Weber State, UC Davis, Eastern Washington, all ranked in the top 25. Davis and Weber State ranked in the top 10. Eastern Washington has been putting so many points on the scoreboard. They've been breaking scoreboards across the nation since they lost to Idaho. Their quarterback, EB3, just playing lights out. Davis has a good defense. They've got a good offense as well. It's just a good team. Wildcat Nation needs UC Davis to win this game. I think that Eastern Washington's going to win. Now, finally, to the Beehive Bowl and Chappie, I need a score from you. Weber State, number five, number two, number three. It all depends on what poll you're looking at. Wildcats heading down south to take on the Thunderbirds. Who you got? Uh, I've got Weber State. I think it's going to be a higher scoring affair. Uh, I think uh, if Randall Johnson or Bronson Barron, if either of those two play, we're going to get some passing. But I, my my hope is that we have Josh Davis run wild. Uh, I am going to go uh, 42 to 38 with Weber State on top. A lot of points. I, too, am taking the Wildcats. I'm not I'm not thinking it's going to be as high scoring as you do. I think it's going to be something more like 24, 17 for Weber state, but I do have the wildcats winning. I think it'll be a little bit close. I'd like to see a little bit more from the offense before I, I say that they're going to come out and put some massive points on the board. But I think Weber state comes out of this one with a win moves to four and oh, with a chance to go five and oh against Idaho state next week. All right, Chappie. Great game day show. We hope everybody enjoys it. Drive safe down to Cedar City. Be safe. Cheer loud for the Wildcats. And Chappie, we'll end it. Oh, we got one more thing here. One more thing. If you see us out, it was so much fun to see everybody pregame and at the game last week and say hi to everybody. If you see any of us at, you know, at Eccles Coliseum in, in Cedar, say hi, man. We absolutely love uh, seeing everybody hearing what you think of the show, what you like, don't like, uh, please say hi. That's right. Please come up, say hi, reach out to us. And again, follow us on Twitter, Instagram. We're going to be tweeting things out throughout the game today at Weber state weekly. Go give us a follow. And yeah, we'll, we'll be there down in Cedar city. Most of us will be down in Cedar city. So if you see us come say hi, but we will wrap this one up how we always do by saying Weber state, Weber state. Great, great, great. Oh, wow, cat. Oh,